Good evening, good afternoon, and good morning. Welcome to The Truth with Bill. Thank you all for joining me today. And uh, I'd just like to jump right in. So a few weeks back, I was starting my yoga practice in child's pose. And here I really try to empty out my head before I begin. Having my forehead placed flat on the mat reminds me that whatever's swirling around in there can be given back to the earth, or rather, this physical realm. What is swirling around in my head is caused by external stimuli and my conditioned way of dealing with that stimuli. With hard work and practice, my conditioned response has changed for that of the better, leaving me with less stress and less discomfort. What is interesting is that when everything in the head is empty, there is room for the divine connection. This is where and when the collective consciousness enters. While in child's pose, I heard a familiar collective consciousness voice, and it said, I am free within this body. I mentally repeated these words as I did my practice for that day. And while at work, I checked in and said, quote, within this body, I am free. During my yoga practice, I had an interesting feeling. While I repeated those words with every exhale, I felt a buzz of energy in my solar plexus. And while I repeated those during work, my posture and gait changed. The change was relaxed, but confident. That night I came home from work feeling pretty good, but tired. I laid down on the living room floor and placed my legs up on the couch, kind of a backwards way of sitting on the sofa, if you will. I must have passed out as soon as my eyes closed, because I do not remember any time in between. I saw a monk with glasses, wearing orange robes, and in front of him looked like a body wrapped in white linens. I could see nothing that would allow me to identify this person, just the physical form of the body wrapped in white. Facing the monk on the other side of the body was a head, and this head was of a man with long flowing white hair and a white beard, and his head was half the size of the room. It seemed the monk was communicating with this head, and there was something going on between the two over the body. There were no words, and it looked very meditative. Above the body then came Ganesh. He filled the room with my vision. Ganesh's trunk spouted, and all this liquid came out, which then formed into what resembled Krishna. Krishna now filled the room, playing his flute, and with it formed another vision of a cliffside. There were dark-skinned people gathered around this cliff, lined up for what was to come. And what came was the start of a seasonal waterfall. And at first it came out as mud. Upon seeing the mud, the group of people danced. One by one, they walked into the muddy waterfall. They came out covered. At this point, I said to myself, what is this? But I received no answer. I then said, Om Klem Kali Kaye Namaha, which is a mantra used to pay homage to Kali Ma. Shortly after, I received one word, and that was traveling. I awoke suddenly and said WTF to myself and started pondering this whole experience. 
I remember that earlier in that day, the whole quote, I am free within this body. What does that mean anyway? I believe it is the identification with the true self, the separation of this physical body and mind. It then stands to reason that my gait and posture would change with this repeated confirmation. And what about the monk and the body and the mud? I started at the mud. I found that in India, there is a practice of using holy mud and marking the body with a V, which is to define the body as the temple and the V standing for Vishnu. There are 12 locations that the V is made on the body. There's a specific way and practice of doing it. I found the mud I was looking for from a seller on Etsy who resides in India. The shop is called Mahima Creations, and I'll spell it in case you want to check it out. It's spelled M-A-H-I-M-A Creations, C-R-E-A-T-I-O-N-S. And the shop itself, it supports widows from India. The purchase was very inexpensive, and I was surprised to find the free gifts inside. One of the most notable gifts was a card handwritten to me. The card itself was of my friend Krishna playing his flute. Ah, a confirmation. I read how to do the ritual and the correct words to say. There are ten locations of the body that I was able to find where the V should be placed. I could not find where the other two should go. But my intuition is good enough for me to trust, and I went with it. After asking Ganesh for help and saying one of my favorite mantras, I began. The most interesting thing to note is that this is done naked. This is how the physical body comes into the world. And it is truly all we need. The nakedness reminded me that I'm stripping myself of all needless physical room, well, stuff that has attached itself to me, or that I have attached myself to thinking it is needed. To the best of my knowledge, everything went great. I finished and felt like a million bucks. I immediately started to question my response to this. What about the spiritual practice has me in this state of mind? I believe it was the conscious stripping of everything and then surrendering. But surrendering to what? You are surrendering to the idea that the human body is indeed the temple. God, the divine fraction of itself, is you and resides in you. Therefore, the human body is the most sacred place where God is kept, where God interacts, and ultimately, where God realizes itself. God realizing itself in a biological vehicle is one of our main functions here in this realm. All living creatures have a fraction of the divine within them. It is only through evolution that humans have the ability to realize this. It is why I never understood how evolution can disprove the divine. I believe it does just the opposite. But that is for another podcast. <clears throat> if you're the adventurous type, try it out. You could purchase mud from India like I did, but I don't believe it's necessary. It is all the earth. And what we are looking for is the process itself. We are looking for the ability to see ourselves stripped, to see ourselves just as we are, to identify this physical body with that of the divine's residence. That alone will force us to question what we place in our temple, how we use our temple, and it will re reveal our true nature. It will reveal who the true master of this physical body is. <clears throat> Excuse me. And once revealed, 
we see the same master in every human. We begin to see the struggles of humanity as the struggle of the divine trying to know itself in this form. It then stands to reason that it is pain and suffering that leads to the divine. It makes pains and sufferings of this realm needed. Without the pain and suffering, we are naive children running around with no purpose. To this, again, Um Klem Kalikaye Namaha. It means, I bow my head to Mother Kali, or Kalima. If you are from another spiritual path, Kali will seem frightening to you. And I love that response when people first see her. There are many depictions of her, and each holds a different meaning. Some may be seen as holding a severed head, standing on top of Shiva, a necklace made of human heads, a long tongue, dripping blood from her mouth, fangs protruding, and we could go on. But if you take time to come to know her, you will find her love for you as that of a mother to a child. People fear invoking her because she is known to clear because she is known to clear any and all obstacles that block your path to realization. Her way of clearing is often harsh and painful, and it leads to suffering. But when we lose a bit of our ego, and losing our ego is suffering, and it is painful, only then do we see the way out, and we are then happy and thankful, and of course, knowing. Kali is the mother who protects you, but under her protection, she teaches you. And if you do not learn the first time, she will teach you again and again. And if not in this life, it'll be your next life. And for most of us, it takes a long list of biological lives to live. And this is okay. It is how it should be. But I do wish we collectively paid more attention to the whys and the hows of our sufferings. Personally, knowing myself, learning myself, being able to see my pains for what they are has made it easier to diagnose and alter what was creating those pains in my life. There are reasons for everything in this life. And by living this life, it is our responsibility to figure out what those reasons are. The first question people have is, where do I begin? You begin with knowing yourself. If we feel physical pains in our body, it is up to us to find out the cause. If we feel mentally negative, if we are constantly beating ourselves up, it is up to us to find out why. If what external stimuli gives to us creates negative responses, it is up to us to try and figure out why we see those as negative and why are we responding that way. We need to find the root of our own problems for ourselves. And there's more information today out there than there ever was before. It is for us to use and learn. I am free within this body. I am free within this body. I am free within this body. Thank you for joining me today. This is The Truth with Bill.